Welcome to After Yes. On this podcast, we interview people who have said yes to traveling to Niger to love and serve the people there. My name is Michael Thaler, and I'm so excited to introduce you to some awesome people. We will hear stories of how God uses our yes to grow us and impact those around us. We hope this podcast sheds some light on what God is doing in the country of Niger, but more importantly, that it might inspire you to say yes to your next step so you can experience what God has in store for you. Welcome, Corey. So please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Thanks, Michael. Yeah, my name's Corey Dois. Um, I've been married for almost 29 years now to Nicole. We have an anniversary coming up in a month. Uh, I've got two grown daughters, Madison and Reagan, both graduated from Liberty University. Um, I'm originally from Louisiana. My wife's originally from upstate New York, so we've got a kind of a blending of cultures in our family, if you will, but we met in college and found our way over to Virginia and uh, ended up both getting accounting degrees. Uh, so I'm working for a, you know, a private firm here locally, and my wife has her own uh, accounting, bookkeeping, payroll business. So um, yeah, we love the area and we love each other. I guess that's the most important thing, right? Yeah, that's great. Absolutely. <laughs> the most important. Love it. So how did you and I meet one another? Yeah, I, I don't remember the specifics of when we first met, but it was certainly through church uh, at MCC there. And, you know, just our relationship has grown over the years. A lot of it as a result of just common acquaintances, friends, and then um, just as part of me being on the the church council there and you coming and presenting what's been going on in Niger. Typically you would do that every year in the past. So um, that's kind of how our relationship, I think, mostly has grown throughout the years. But yeah, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. I've enjoyed it too. It's good. I was trying to think of the answer to that question and exactly I was thinking same thing. Somewhere yeah. in church and life together. Yeah. 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 Like a lot of I think our acquaintances probably, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. So how did you end up going on a team to Niger? Well, you hounded me for many years. I mean, that was one thing, and hounded is not the right word, but you were ask me periodically if I was ready to go. But, you know, the timing, you know, life is never really conducive, uh, especially with my profession and when a lot of the trips were, they were just I just could not get away from my job basically the last two weeks the last week of a month or the first week of a month. So that kind of shot down a lot of the, the opportunities. But in, I think, around the beginning of 2020, um, someone had to back off of a trip. Um, uh, and you called me. And I was like, well, I was kind of in a new job situation then. So it just, everything worked. So I said, yes, let's do it. I'm happy we did. Yeah. That's great. I remember too, then there've been some new elders on the council since, but um, you were the only one <laughs> the that hadn't out. got there yet. You're the holdout, <laughs> so I was I'm coming after Corey. <laughs> so uh, what is it that surprised you about Niger? Um, there were uh, quite a few things, but I mean, the first thing that stood out to me when you know you asked this question was, I was surprised by the beauty of it. I mean, it's certainly very dry, arid, sandy, but just the more we traveled around during the um, during the mission week, 
I was like, man, this place is beautiful. And I'm sure it had a lot to do with what we were doing, our purpose, as well as the people of Niger as well. Just kind of the whole, the whole thing, you know, was just, it was just beautiful to me. Um, I think another thing that really surprised me, maybe a little bit, you know, I kind of knew just from, like I said, our interactions and you bringing us up to date on what all was going on in Niger every year, you know, building schools, helping out orphanages, um, you know, just didn't have firsthand experience of that. So getting that there and just seeing the coordination between the LOC and the different um, teams that come through, the leadership there and the different local ministries that are in operation in Niger, and then how that onboarding process works and everything, that really, like, it surprised me at how um, streamlined it was, how efficient it was. Um, and really, knowing you, it shouldn't surprise me, but it, it really did, just having that firsthand experience. Yeah, awesome, awesome. So was there a particularly defining moment for you? There were a few defining moments. Um, I think the time at the dunes, um, the camel ride up and just the time we spent there, um, just made me, I guess, pause and drink in the glory. I think kind of harkens back to the question you just asked me about, surprised me, the beauty of the place. Um, it just, you know, caused me to drink in the glory of God that was just evident in his creation. And then certainly the rooftop experiences, those were, those were neat. They're very instrumental in getting to know the members of the other team and then just see how God was touching them and speaking to them in those moments, in that moment in their life, and how different it was in the way that he was, you know, touching me, speaking to me. So that was really cool. You know, there's nothing like hearing directly from, uh, from someone about how God is touching them in their life. I mean, there's just something about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Part of just living in community in the body of Christ, I think, that's just so awesome. Um, and then I'll, another piece, but this kind of is is a very personal thing for me. I really appreciated hearing uh, students at this, I guess it was a little preschool that we went to, and they were just reciting scripture just like like it, like they'd known it uh, since they came out of the womb. It was really amazing. Um and I think that really hits near and dear to me just because of my upbringing, and that was very important uh, in my home when I was growing up with my father and my mother, just teaching us the Word of God. We actually would go to sleep with uh, the Bible audio on tape. We had one of those kind of tape recorders that would flip over to the other side and play the other side of the tape, so it was on a continuous loop all night. So when we were sleeping, the Word of God was always just pumping through our house. So it's, it's just a very important part to me. And then also that is actually how faith is generated. You know, Romans 10 says, you know, you have faith by hearing the word of God. That's how faith is generated in the heart of someone. And to see it in a young person that, that young, many of them probably had no idea what they were saying. I mean, honestly, but at some point, I think the Holy Spirit will use that and come back and just make something real to them. And that, that was just really cool. Yeah, those are great, great uh, stories and sharing, you know, with the dunes and the rooftop and that personal time and hearing others. And then uh, that's a daycare run by Brazilian yeah, missionaries right. that um, it is mind boggling, these little kids and they're illiterate and yet the Bible's being instilled in them. 
Yeah. So. And I'm I'm sure many of them are not from Christian homes. True. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So how did uh, saying yes to Niger impact the way you think about the world or your faith or the way you live your life today? I think the answer to this question is not complete yet. I think it's kind of evolving and will evolve more than likely for the rest of my life. And then, you know, as we work on more mission together, that will continue to add to the answer to this. But, um, you know, we talked about the the time at the dunes. I mean, just kind of, um, a lot of, a lot of times I'm reminded to just kind of sit back and take it in, take in the creation and the beauty uh, that God has, has made. And, and then what, what does that say about God, the creator, um, that, that he would, he would do that. What does that say about him, about, you know, just his creativity, um, and then just his care for, uh, us humans as his special creation. Um, so that, that's one big thing. So just enjoy the process and the journey because I'm someone that likes to get somewhere or get a task done. But just to kind of sit back and enjoy the process and the journey, you know, not just in my spiritual life, if you will, but just in everyday life and all of my activities. Um, I can't say I do that all the time, but I mean, this does remind me when I think about those times. Um, you know, it just broadened my understanding of God, who he is, how he works, just taking all the different, you know, people from different walks of life and um, and, you know, and weaving that into his creation of things, if you will, um, and how he uses that to accomplish his will, how he used all that stuff um, and the, the resources provided in Niger to reach those kids in that daycare. I mean, if you just want to get a very practical example, that right there, mm-hmm. um, how he does that in different ways. And then uh, one practical impact, you know, it's recently come about, actually has to do with my purchase of this shirt and the fabric that I bought there. And then I think maybe Pastor Edward's wife maybe uh, was the seamstress who who created this Mm -hmm. for me. And, you know, I've recently just started wearing it to work from time to time. And the conversations it starts is just amazing. It's like, wow, that is the coolest shirt. It's so unique. It's like, yes, it may be the only one in the world, actually. And let me tell you about it. So um, so I actually walked in the other day, and then you know, a coworker said, man, that's a neat shirt. And then one of my other coworkers said, yeah, he got that in Africa. You should talk to him about that. So it really does open up some avenues to you know, just start talking about you know, the trip and then what our purpose was on the trip and why. That's even something I would consider doing. So um, it, it's, it's really cool and just a very practical um, thing about how my, I guess, my faith and my everyday life's been affected. Yeah, I love that. Love that. Awesome. So at the end of each podcast, I like to give our guests one minute to speak a word of encouragement to our listeners. So what message would you leave with them today? Yeah, I, I thought about this question a lot. Um, after listening to some of the other podcasts that you've already released. And I think my the answer came to me actually as I was driving here today. And I'll, I'll, it's kind of a little story, but the answer is really play your role. Play your role. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm a sports guy, so you know teams are made of different people with different roles, um, but they all have 
uh, a key part in the success of the team. If they do their role correctly, then um, the team will do well. Not everybody's role is to be the superstar. Some people are called to be a support uh, character in the play, if you will. Um, but, you know, I say play your role, but I, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't kind of say what Jesus said first. I think he's probably best to go to when we want to give encouragement to people. And just in the in his giving of the Great Commission, first, you know, in Matthew he says, you know, all authority under heaven and on earth have been given to me. Um, because of that, I'm, you know, I'm telling you, go, go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, and then, but he doesn't just leave there at the command. He says that he will be with us always. So he gives, he certainly does give us a command based on his authority of who he is and what he's done, but he also promises to be with us because the command, I think without that promise and that encouragement would be fairly daunting, right? Um, so that's kind of how I think about maybe just a Christian and living on mission. Well, what does that mean? Yeah, I know I'm supposed to do it, but it can be very daunting. I mean, am I supposed to be like lining up the souls behind me that I've personally led to the Lord? Well, maybe, maybe that is your role, but maybe it's supporting folks that do that um, or just kind of planting seeds that help help further the kingdom along. You just, you know, you don't know going into the game, if you will, what, what your role is going to be. Um. But another another thing that's kind of playing into this, what I you know talked about, I finally come to this play your role piece um, on the way here this morning was uh, I was listening to a like an album, a live recorded album that Shane and Shane did um, called Psalms, Hymns, and Spiritual Songs, and I heard an old hymn that Saint Francis of Assisi had had uh, originally written. All creatures, you know, all creatures of our God and King, but they had done a different arrangement of it, and then added kind of a piece. And the piece they added was, um, "Every mountain sing high, every valley sing low, and everything in between sing the harmonies." So, you know, God created the mountains. We know that they have a purpose. You know, the valleys they have a purpose. And their purpose certainly is to glorify him in the creation, but there are other purposes that meet needs of of us and the rest of creation. But there's a role for everything in between. You got the high, you got the low, everything in between, which includes us, I think. This is uh, part of our role is to, you know, proclaim the glories of our King, our Savior, our Creator. And, I mean, that's sim- that's our role, simply, to do that. And I mean, when, I think when we think of it that way, it's not very daunting. I can see what God has done, both in creation and in my own life and in the lives of the people around me. And I mean, that causes me to want to glorify Him and to praise Him and to worship Him and to tell others about Him. Um, now, how I do that, it's going to differ from person to person. Michael, you obviously have a different role to play in the kingdom than I do, and um, you do that very well. But, you know, I was listening to some of the other podcasts that they kind of play right into it. It's not the same exact message, but it, I think it plays into this playing your role piece. You know, listen to Christine's answer to this, and she said, uh, um, use your imagination, I think, was what she had she had said. And then Mick, who was also on my uh, team, um, he talked about, um, you know, God being huge, but just 
getting small with each individual, interacting personally with, with, with his creation. And then um, Lee Hatcher is also on my team. His encouragement was just go, <laughs> just go. Um, and then because, I mean, at, at some level, sometimes you do have to just go to find out, you know, what's my role in, in this whole story, in this game, if you will. And uh, so I think all of that to say, you know, try to find out what your role is, play your role, knowing that that role is part of making disciples and then just glorifying God with everything we have. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's great sharing. And it's true. I mean, so many people do go and then they come back and find that role or whatever role they may be in, just go to another level. Yeah. So it's so much about what happens in you when you get back. So yeah. awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much for sharing, uh, Corey, and thank you for your friendship. I just um, I'm thankful to God for you and and just um, counted a blessing to serve alongside you. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate the, this opportunity, the opportunity to go to Niger uh, a few years ago, and certainly appreciate everything you're doing through Effective Ministries and the work doing in Niger. Awesome, thanks. Sometimes God presents us with an opportunity that may just change us forever. What do you need to say yes to in your life today? Mm-hmm.